All right, day 142. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast about the Bible. We want to show you and convince you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Uh, So we are in the Psalms, still continuing to move. And Psalm, um, we're at Psalm 74. Psalm 74. Today, yeah. Yep. Psalm 74 comes, bro, and it's talking about, you know, the destruction of the temple. So it's this prayer, right? And basically, the psalmist doesn't say when this was, but it's most most likely um, 586 BC, when Nebuchadnezzar invaded Jerusalem with his armies and destroyed the center of their community their place of worship, and where they believe the presence of God dwelt. Right. Right? Now, if you know anything, and I know you do, John. <laughs> if you know anything, if you listen to this, and you know anything about the black church, especially in the 20th century, you know that everything in America, you know that everything flowed out of it, right? It was the center, right. the hub, the nucleus, if you will, of the black community. And right. the way he spoke about the destruction of the temple here, yeah. it reminded me of September 15th, 1963. Mm. Right? When you had the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing that took place in Birmingham, Alabama. You had four beautiful black young ladies Mm. who never even drove a car. They Mm. were so young. Mm. Addie Mae Collins, Carol Denise McNair, Carol Robinson, and Cynthia Dion Wesley. And like David says here, it was because of the hand of their oppressors that their church was bombed. Uh, uh, so, something so tragic, bro, mm. in the history of the American church. Right. Right? Where you have four little girls killed because of white supremacists right. coming to bomb mm. the church. Mm. And the way he talked about it, yeah, I just couldn't. That that was the first thing to come to mind. Yeah. But the way he hopes gave me hope, right? He said, yo, God, my king, is from ancient times performing saving acts on the earth. And the only solace, right? The only deep bomb that will ever fix and undo such crimes, man, Yeah. as described above, as we just talked about, is the writing of those wrongs on the physical earth by God's right. yep. king, right. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, yo, yo, and I love like what he prays at the end. Uh, he's like, verse 18, remember this. The enemy has mocked the Lord and a foolish people has insulted your name. Do not give to beasts the life of your dove. Don't forget the lives of your poor people forever. Consider your covenant for the dark places of the land are full of violence. Hmm. Don't let the oppressed turn away in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Rise up, God. Champion your cause. Remember the insults that fools bring against you all day long. Don't forget the clamor of your adversaries, the tumult of your opponents that goes up constantly. What he's saying is, all right, God, I know you're gracious and kind and loving Mm -hmm. and patient, but don't show restraint here. That is the Mm -hmm. cry of of somebody who's in deep distress. And he knows that, yo, all hope is lost if God doesn't come and help out. So he, it's this crying out for justice. And I love that um, it's a loud cry in Psalm 74, mm. and it's going to echo through the rest of these Psalms that, that we're going to read. Right. 75 will yep. come and say, quoting, 
when I choose a time, I will judge fairly. Yeah. When the earth and all its inhabitants shake, I am the one who steadies its pillars. Yeah. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn against heaven or speak arrogantly. God, yeah, like you said, God is going to oppose those who oppose him. Right. Right. God is gracious and kind yeah. and benevolent. All these great things we love. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's a just judge. Right. Yes. And that is that has been solace for the people of God. Yeah. That has not, like, I don't know, like only in our privileged 21st century America, like, oh, God is a judge. That has been solace for the people of God throughout history. Yeah. That God is going to judge those who oppose his people. Right. And who ultimately oppose him. And Psalm 75 is just getting at that. Yeah. reality yep and i think part of the good news is that as you like see and you may have been familiar with some of, yeah yeah some of the terms right wrath and god's gonna force him to drink the cup mm-hmm. of his wrath to the dregs and at the right time uh so here's the good news yep. for all of us that know that we aren't just uh victims yeah but we are victimizers of God's law for all of us sure, to know that sure. we've been on the wrong side of things. Um, Jesus comes through and God does at the right time. Christ mm. dies for the ungodly. Oh, Jesus drinks yeah. the full cup of God's wrath so that one, God can continue to be just, God, so that God shows himself to be just, mm-hmm. which he is, but two, so that God shows himself to be merciful in the fact that God judges Christ and provides um, mercy to us, yep. but the fact that we get God's mercy through an act of judgment on Christ should remind us that God is a just God, and that yeah. is not an aspect of who He is that we discard because we love to intake mercy. Yeah, right. And, and it's like, yo, like, like you said, we look at justice through the lens of God's redemption. So right. in 76, he'll do the same, right? Mm. He'll say, at your rebuke, God of Jacob, both chariot and horse lay still. Mm. And you, you are to be feared. When you are angry, who can stand before you? Right. From heaven, you pronounced judgment. The earth feared and grew quiet when God rose up to judge and to save all the lowly of the earth. Many people would say he was echoing back to the Exodus here where we know that uh, the Egyptians come in get drowned right, right. The, the the israelites cross on uh through the red sea as if dry land but the egyptians get drowned right we see justice right being taken out on the egyptians but mm. mercy mm. on the israelites as they come out of egypt so yeah they don't they're not yeah like diametrically opposed and yeah. i think we fall off one side of the horse there yeah. um but they go hand in hand yeah 77 the last psalm of the day you just see david um yeah crying out to god and in this trouble this hard time this crisis he's crying out and he feels like god has abandoned him forever mm-hmm. he feels like god's done with him yeah and i think man a psalm like this is so instructive because i think when we even when we feel like god is done with us the best thing that we can do is cry out to god and tell him i feel like you're done, done with me right there's times where out of some fear of rejection we can feel like somebody's done with us. Mm-hmm. And when we feel like they're done with us, or we know that they're done with us, and we're like, I don't know if they'll pick up the phone if I call, then we just don't call. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. We don't hear back from them because we don't reach out. Here, David is saying, all right, God, it feels like you're done with me. I'm almost sure that you're done with me, but I'm going to pick up this phone one last time and just say, yo, God, 
are you done with me? Yeah. Um, and the beauty is that God speaks back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good because he's like, man, I consider days of old years long past, man. And he's just like, yo, it seemed like when I hear the stories, you know, it just seemed like it was better to follow and walk with you back then, right? It right. doesn't seem that way now. It seemed like it was all good in the hood. It seemed like he was blowing on your people back in the day. Yeah. Like it was a special time of grace that you were lavish, lavishing on your people. But it it just seems like you've changed. Right. He literally says it. Like it seems like you've changed. And mm. what he's saying here is like, man, God, it seems like you are, man, basically, you know, the thermometer to the temperature of my circumstances, mm. right? And we know, like, that's not who God is. And we know that, like, yo, more than anything, he is the temperature, right? Yeah. He, he is the uh, thermostat to the temperature of your circumstances, right? He yeah. controls every single thing in the universe. Yeah. And you know, but but you know, like, yeah, what snaps him out of this right. is reflection, mm. rehearsal, meditating, right? Mm. So look what he says in 11. He's like, I'll remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. I will reflect on all you have done and meditate on your actions and it's like man how easily yeah we forget bro yeah. and one of the best things as the people of god we need to cultivate a strong memory right right and what i mean by that two levels we need to remember what the lord has done for us in the past and right. our lives yeah but we need to remember what he did for his people right in redemptive history yeah. right in the scriptures this is why bible memory and knowing <laughs> the story of the scriptures is so helpful because we go like, oh no you brought israel out of Egypt. Oh, no, no, no. You brought them out of exile. Oh, no, no, no. You care for David. And then to remember, God ain't got no favorite children. Come on. So it's not like God's just going to do it for them and say, ah, well, I always like them better than I yeah. liked you all. <laughs> like, yeah, right? man, I like them a little better anyway. <laughs> right. No, God doesn't have any favorite children. No, so, yo, like James Allman, my professor in school that taught me so much of the Old Testament, yeah. always says what God has done in the past is both a plan and a model for what he will continue to do in the future, although he's too creative to do the same thing the same way twice. Man, last thing, um, you know, this rehearsal meditation and remembering is something we need to do all the time, not mm. just in hard times. Mm. So Jim Wilkin will say this, what we repeat in times of ease, we recall in times of hardship. Mm. We need to work on our memory. That's dope. Our memories, our muscles. Amen. Yeah. Let's yeah. pray. Father, we uh, thank you that you don't have any favorite children. Um, I pray that we would cultivate a good memory today, God, that we would remember your scriptures, that we would remember your care for us in our lives, and that we would love you and rejoice in you even when times are hard. So, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.